transparency. It's low cost, but getting the steak and potatoes done because that's what matters. In this episode of Advisor Revelations, hear how RIAs can generate guaranteed income streams by using commission-free solutions and tools to discover new strategies and help determine client investing styles. Welcome to the Advisor Revelations podcast. I'm Ross McGoodwin, a regional vice president at DPL Financial Partners. Today, we will discuss how advisors are using annuities in retirement portfolios to provide a guaranteed income stream for their clients, especially now more than ever. This can be especially useful for retirees who are looking to protect their savings from market volatility and ensure that they have a steady source of income in retirement. Joining our discussion is founder and CEO of Simplified Wealth, Andrew Lippert. Andrew, thanks for joining us today. Hey, Ross. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Well, before we dive in, I'm uh, really excited about this today, but uh, I want to remind our listeners to please subscribe to the show on your favorite streaming app for updates. If anything we discussed today piques your interest, you can also connect with a DPL consultant on our website, which is dplfp.com. All right, Andrew. Well, Simplified Wealth came on board with DPL during 2022, and uh, you're fairly new to the platform, but uh, it's fantastic. We've already seen so much you know, collaboration on client situations and introducing new topics and solutions out there. But tell us a little bit more about yourself and uh, your firm before we get started. Yeah, thanks, Ross. So I started at Fidelity Investments back in 2012. I was at a regional call center for about seven, eight years-ish. And then for two years, I was at a small local RIA wealth management boutique shop, that type of thing. And I got to this point of wanting to launch my own planning firm, having the CFP kind of the centerfold and then having the investment side of it with the CFA and then the enrolled agents, the tax. So Mm -hmm. that's simplified wealth, trying to give people one place to go to kind of knock out all their financial needs, if you will, which the flip side of that coin was I found that to be the easiest way to add value was actually integrating all of those moving parts together. So DPL came in to be a big part of that really to help execute on the insurance or guaranteed income side of things because I would think of it as nothing more than another pension or social security type instrument for people who who don't have that from other income sources and need it or want it, mm-hmm. but done in a good way. So stripping out kind of all the, the negative stigmatisms that come with the annuity side of the world, because yeah. frankly, I haven't had a lot of those. So that's where I landed on the DPL relationship or strategy side of things. Yeah, no, that's terrific. And I'm glad, of course, we could be that you know, partner and solution for you. And um, you, of course, mentioned that you wanted to take a completely holistic approach to helping clients that they'd be the best you know, model for you and most compelling to clients. You know, Part of the trade-off, though, is that historically, if you're going to be the only fiduciary, a lot of these solutions are completely off limits right? with annuities and guaranteed income. So what made you or sparked the exploration of a partner in that space? Was there a certain client that came up or what made you think, okay, I want to be holistic, but there needs to be a partner to solve for these needs? Yeah, probably probably really started honestly with my dad back in the day when he was looking at retirement. So his story was he was a physician in a small medical practice, four or five guys or whatnot. And when he went to retire, really the only guaranteed income he had was social security. They didn't have a pension or, mm-hmm. or that type of thing. So it became really looking at the whole not throwing the baby out with the bathwater, sometimes adding some guaranteed income is helpful, 
but the problem is it's very hard to find it without being obsessively worried about what landmines you're stepping on and the products you're buying and what's hidden behind them. So DPL gives you the plus side of solving that challenge and strips away a lot of the negatives that previously came with it by bringing transparency to the table around the products that are out there available and having one dedicated consultant has actually been a big part of it too because there's bazillions of these products out there. So to do due diligence the right way on what somebody either already owns or is looking for is really hard unless you have a way scalably to look at everything transparently. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I think that um, you know having a dedicated you know human <laughs> that you can work with is important, and a dedicated team. You know, right now you're working with, of course, myself, but also Joel as the internal consultant. So it's been great working as a team together. But going back, you know, what were your initial thoughts when you first heard about DPL and, and how we're working with RAs? I know it's a newer concept to a lot of people out there, maybe the you know other communities that you partner with. So I was just curious what your initial thoughts were and what made you maybe go over the edge and say, yeah, DPL is the one for me. Yeah, I think really seeing your business models dedicated to serving this really niche concept, it reminds me a little bit of, I actually did some hourly work with XY Tax Solutions last tax season that has a similar concept as offering to the financial advisor space, but in tax preparation services. And so it's a way where people can still get their hands into these different tentacles and areas of a financial plan that can be pretty broad, but staying scalable. And unless you have that structure, it's just going to be impossible to really give your clients the due diligence they deserve at the same time, not bogging yourself down with, with frankly, things that Ross and Joel work with me a lot. And they know that I can't keep in my pea brain all these different jargon. It's, it's a whole nother language in the annuity world, just like in the investments world. So just having that consistently repeatable approach, it was the only way I was going to be able to scale the business model the way I want to of really delivering that whole investment, financial planning, tax, estate planning. I can't do all of those things unless I have really good strategic synergies, basically. Yeah, no, I think that's really important. And uh, we're really you know excited now that we can deliver on all this in a more scalable and repeatable way. So no matter if you're you know a one-man shop or if you're you know a firm that has you know, 20 advisors, having a scalable and repeatable approach is important because it saves time, but also ensures that it's going to be more of an objective process. So I know early on, we went through the guaranteed income analysis tool. And for those who aren't aware, we have a tool where you can input the you know, situation you're working on, and maybe it's for guaranteed income immediately for a 65-year-old. And then we'll rank the options that are the best fit. No you know, preconceived notion, not rigging it towards one carrier or product. And that's been, I know, really nice to deliver for all types of firms. So it is scalable and repeatable. So I know we went through that early on in a demo. One thing that really I appreciated as well as a current client of mine I already mentioned was, I think you guys have looked at, I'd say at least 70% of the clients I'm working with now, whether they own some type of insurance or annuity or whatnot, or it would make sense to consider it. You've looked at a handful of them and you haven't every time come away and said, Yes, we have the magical solution. So that was actually, to me, that was, I like hearing that because then I can trust when, when you do have a solution, it is indeed a, a solution that's helpful. So mm-hmm. for me, it's been a really easy way to do due diligence, even if it's as simple as, hey, they got this annuity policy they bought 10 years ago. Can you just take a peek? Just, you know, at a minimum, the old college try, right? Because I don't dig into that world as much. And that was the first one specifically we actually ended up taking action on. And it had a pretty meaningful impact for that client. And that was a really good uh, good first experience because 
if I'm being honest, besides putting the ball in y'all's court and giving you the account statements to assess, is there a viable, better product out here? All I really had to do was handle a TOA after that. And it saved that client. It was like a $50,000 cash value of the policy and mm-hmm. lifetime. If this one client lived to, you know, another 20, 30 years, which is totally conceivable for that person. It added, I forget what it was, something like 50 or 70 ish thousand. Like, yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, it really didn't take me that much of legwork because of the way the system's set up. And if you build that rapport with people like y'all, so Ross and Joel both know my personality and kind of how I look in it and assess these things. So then you, you have it and you work with, like clockwork, you get an actual flow and rhythm. Yeah, no, that's great to hear. And that's part of the thing we're passionate about too is, you know, not every situation is going to A, make sense to replace if it's a current policy or certainly, you know, considering annuities for the first time, not every client is going to be the best candidate. And we'll be the first to tell you, you know, when that's the case. And that's super valuable to have that information as well as a holistic planner to have the confidence that, okay, maybe the path we're on still makes sense. It makes sense to have a, a different path. We'll tell you, you know, why that's the case and, and how we're going to be able to execute it and what the savings might be or what the improved efficiency may be from an income or protection standpoint. So yeah, we're definitely on the same page there when we work together about, hey, sometimes the right answer is stay put. And uh, that's just as valuable as also making a change. And thank you for sharing all that. You know, thinking about operating as a true fiduciary, you talk about you provide true, you know, independent financial planning. What's been the process to introduce annuities to clients? And I'm sure maybe that's changed a bit in the last six months, but you know, how have we helped maybe get that conversation started from an objective standpoint and maybe leveraging the partnership to make that easier? It like always depends on the situation. If I grouped it mentally into kind of the two buckets of the profiles I often end up working with, it's kind of that young working professional, like you and I, right? People in similar phases of life that I'm currently going through. So I was over time having a lot of friends ask me to help with their finances. So it'd be kind of dumb not to make that one of the one of the core clients that you help with. But the other side is in that pre-retiree to early retiree phase because of a lot of the experiences I had at Fidelity. With all clients day one, I like to obtain their tax returns, their actual statements, including any insurance policies they have to at a minimum, give you all a shot to look at them. So step one to me is just creating awareness. Say, hey, what do you have? What is it currently doing for you? Blah, blah, blah. Doesn't necessarily mean you'll do anything with it, but you want to create that baseline awareness first. But then the other side of it will be if they don't have any annuities or insurance policies yet, and they're that pre-retiree phase, that's where I kind of step on the gas pedal a little bit more, if you will. And really run through the RISA tool to quickly get an understanding. So I have one person right now, she's to be retiring at some point this calendar year, has no pension, no type of income, you know, guaranteed income stream coming her way beyond Social Security. And she wants a little bit more. So just getting them exposed, using the RISA tool to quantify and show them the results of letting the chips fall where they may to make sure they really understand how does it help them potentially solve for retirement in the way that they want because everyone can be different. I use the comparison, and this is where the risk of the tool can help a lot. I use the comparison of like, when I bought my first house, mathematically, everything said that I should take out a bigger mortgage. And all the CFA nerd friends of mine, you should take a bigger mortgage. Why are you putting down so much? Yeah, yeah. Because I've done the math and I agree with you, mathematically, that's correct. But what you don't know is that I will be staying up till 4 a.m. and have a heart attack at age 45 if I have the debt, because it'll just weigh on me mentally. Right. 
I think our industry sometimes confuses behavioral finance and wants us to almost ignore it. I don't say ignore it, become aware of it so you can manage it or potentially listen to it. So I bring that up because sometimes clients will, hey, I don't want an annuity. I want everything in the market. I'm totally comfortable with risk, yada, yada, yada. And then you kind of sometimes might run through these risks of tool and you look at it and you kind of in your gut know, I bet they'll come out with results that maybe surprise them a little bit. And so far, it's been spot on with all the clients I've used as to what I've expected their results to be. Mm -hmm. And the one that I found it helpful is her first thing she said to me after was, I guess I just really never actually thought about it. I just knew the horrible stigma they had, right? So I think it helps to strip away the emotional baggage that might not allow that person to take the first step to just explore Mm -hmm. it. And at the end of the day, if you don't do it, that's okay. But let's make sure you fully comprehend it because... Frankly, I'm just as guilty as clients a lot of times because of what I've seen in the annuity world. I'm always a little like, (laughs) I don't know. So like for me, it was helpful in even removing my own bias or keeping that in check of, hey, an annuity may make sense for this person. Like, Remember, they're not all horrible, Andrew. Sometimes there's some good apples. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. And uh, for those who are not familiar with the RISA, it's a really unique strategy and solution that, you know, Wade Fow and his group, Alex Maria, they helped put together. That's essentially a survey for clients they can take to self-identify what type of income experience they would like to have. And I think it does really help put down those barriers to have clients just, you know, be honest. And uh, it's an objective process. And it, to your point, it also helps with maybe the bias of the advisor going in. You know, most advisors historically have either said no one gets an annuity or they're the other extreme and says everyone gets an annuity. It certainly should be somewhere in between. So yeah, that tool I know has been instrumental early on and it's a resource that as a DPL member, you get access to on a complimentary basis. So I know that's been also an integral part of how you've you know, introduced this space as well. So I'm really glad that you're putting it to good use. And it sounds like it already added value to a lot of conversations. Yeah. And and in case anybody's curious out there, because I know we can get inundated with the tools that are available out there in the world. But one reason, you know, I really like this tool was because, you know, these tools can be cheap and free. Right. And if we're not careful, we kind of can throw out the really valuable ones in lieu of junk ones, if you will. I really believed in this out of the gate because of Wade Fowl backing it up. So if you just Google Wade Fowl and look up some of what he's been about for years, I saw him speak at Fidelity to the insurance group. And I was at the time on the fixed income team, kind of squeaked my way into this little seminar they had. And he's dedicated really his life to kind of solving this academically. He didn't have the vested interest of like, I'm going to create this tool to spit out my firm's product. You're going to buy this, this annuity surprise magical solution as you buy what I'm selling. Like, so it's really an unbiased, but very thoughtful academic tool that then you can take away practical solutions and then say, okay, DPL, what should I do with this? Like this is saying, these are two solutions that may make sense for this person. What is the broad market look like on y'all's platform that's available to you for that? Versus here's the only product that can solve all your world's problems. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And it was um, really rewarding. I actually got to work with Wayne and his team a bit on mapping which solutions make sense for what type of client or income experience. So it was really I think exciting to hear that you already knew about this tool before we even really started uh, working together. So that made it even easier for us to you know, start talking that same language with these resources early on. And 
you know, one of the solutions that we did use so far was a fixed index annuity that had a guaranteed lifetime income rider. Maybe something you've never looked at in the past, but given the combination of downside protection and lifetime income, it's something that uh, was a great fit for the client. So yeah, I guess talk the audience through that experience with that solution. And that was really easy because they already bought the product. I think it was 10-ish years ago. And not to downgrade myself, but literally, basically, all I did was, I'll admit, I was kind of like, you know, it's got 50-ish thousand value to it. They already bought it. It's kind of, eh, I was kind of thinking it's probably it's probably not better. We could just turn on the income rider it had. They've already kind of took it in the teeth on these fees over the years. It is what it is. Right. But something in me said, you know what? No, this is why you partner with DPL. Kick them the statement. Just ask them. And you don't know. This is the point of why you're partnering with them. And it came back that literally basically just switching out, keeping the same product basically, but just switching it out for a, a significantly better one. I feel like it'd be like a snake shedding skin. It's still the same snake, but we got rid of the old junky skin. Those are the no-brainer layup wins. And that client didn't even, you know, they kind of looked at the paperwork for two minutes and said, yeah, why wouldn't I do this? And I'm, yeah, why wouldn't you, right? Like you stripped out yeah. a bunch of the fees. It added a cost of living rider, which it did not have before. It had a long-term mm-hmm. care multiplier to it. There were just multiple reasons of why wouldn't you do this? Like, yeah, so. Right. No, exactly. No, it was a great situation there. You know, lower fees, add protection, add a cost of living adjustment, and the opportunity for multiplying that income in a long-term care event uh, scenario. So, uh, yeah, it was on paper, maybe seemed like, you know, a long shot. But then we come back with a better solution. It's always rewarding, you know, surprising advisors. Of, yeah, these solutions have been completely restructured, repriced without commissions. They're way more compelling than they ever would have been before. And we'll introduce new solutions that maybe you never would have you know, been able to find in the past. So that was fantastic. And then I like your analogy there a bit that you just provided. But on top of that, I know David has been thinking, you know, the time for annuities for RAs is coming. And he equates it to maybe, you know, a long time ago, not that long ago, but earlier in mid-2000s, ETFs starting to come out. And at first, everyone's like, oh, this isn't going to work. No, mutual funds. Well, obviously, ETFs now today are very efficient, low cost, utilized widely. And uh, we think that's what's coming next with annuities. So really excited to see how that you know, develops. And I'd say that's spot on to that whole, the John Vogel playing through to the industry would agree exactly with that. Because if you look, everybody now loves John Vogel and what and Vanguard and all this, right? Like it's easy to write about in the industry. Right. People love that. Well, that wasn't how it started. The industry hated him. Most people hated him. His firm, I think Vanguard was unprofitable the first five years. Like everybody, basically he went in, you know, Trojan horse into the industry to fight for the little guy. And yeah, of course, no one likes that initially, but they'll adapt, they'll get on board. And the better ones, the better advisors will learn to leverage these types of things for clients, better outcomes. And so you kind of either get on board with it or like it's coming. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think a year like, Last year was obviously a difficult one for clients and for advisors, but it also was, I think, an important year because it helped advisors and clients take a step back and start maybe considering new strategies for the first time. And I know I've talked to advisors who maybe only thought they'd use us in one way or the other, but then now they're taking more of an open-minded approach. And part of it's been, hey, there's more pressure now to add value for clients and to you know rethink how we can be standing out versus other advisors and stay competitive 
and stay on the front end there. So I do think it was an important year just to kind of reset the playing field and figure out you know, what are the best strategies we should be including now. Yeah. And I think I'm still learning this with you guys right now, even like actually earlier today, I was talking with Joel and it's kind of newer in the phase, but some some type of thing that for exec pay with VULs, you know, if you have a mm-hmm. client who say has a 457 option of deferred comp, but maybe they don't want to go that route for certain reasons of forfeiture of those assets. Like what does a VUL look like? So I guess they're working on even an institutional type plan for sure. those types of clients. And I didn't know that. And then I just happened <laughs> to bring it up today. And so, yeah, it's sure. always little extra ways that, that are helpful. Yeah, for sure. With our approach to bring on a, a new advisor, you know, we're not going to try to do everything in the first week or even first month, right? There's so many aspects of financial planning and these solutions and advantages we can introduce. So it takes time to do diligence, but that's why we work together on what are the problems you're trying to solve for? And then we'll go find the right solutions for that criteria. So sometimes it's leveraging technology and it's instantaneous. Other times, you know, it's going to involve maybe some advanced planning. We can do it all though. And that's what's been really I think rewarding there. I guess just thinking about income, just taking a step back on that topic real quick. How did you approach guaranteed income in the past you know, without annuities? It sounds like you're looking at to see if they had a pension, of course, but uh, we're using mostly a total return approach. You know, would like to hear yeah. how you think it's going to change now, maybe supplementing you know, that strategy, maybe with annuities. Yeah. I don't know if it'll necessarily change as much as it'll be easier and more consistent experience for a client, right? Because we're all humans. So to me, what it does is like my approach to it, a lot of it stemmed from experience of fidelity, working with the employer side of plans. And so I was working with four participants in 401k plans with pension plans, equity comps. So you kind of get to that. They're in the fourth quarter of the game. They come to you. Hey, we want to retire. Now help me develop this income stream. And that was kind of our job. So you would look at the whole retirement income planning, which the easiest part you're just saying basically your expenses What's your expenses versus your income? And so then you're grabbing their social security or pension plan. And if there's a gap there, then it kind of became a conversation of, I'd say two parts of what's your just preference or style, you know, that going back to the mortgage part of it, like maybe mathematically we can run numbers and see that you don't have to have it, but if you want it to feel more comfortable, that's okay too. But then there's other people where it's certain things are going on and you should increase this floor. Philosophically would go through it previously, And you could look at numbers on the income planning and expenses and all that and the financial planning tools. But I think what RISA just does a really good job of is is basically creating a very repeatable framework like bumper lanes. If you can't tell by my my brain, sometimes I can get a little scattered. So it forces you down the path that you're wanting to go down every time anyway. And Mm -hmm. my parents were, uh, they are private pilots. And so I remember one thing growing up, like my mom's crazy, right? And so, but she's always late for everything. But one thing she would never skip over, nor would my dad, because they're both pilots, you'd be sitting on the runway, pre-flight checklist. So you have checklists for everything when you're pilots and in the physician world as well now. And there's a reason it's because we're all human and you don't want to be that pilot who lands with your wheels up because you just didn't have a simple checklist. Check, 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 check. So I get a pilot one person will read the acts and the other person does the actual activity as they check them off. Mm-hmm. And so it just ensures that versus the, well, damn, I wish I'd asked that this one time. It just kind of slipped my brain. Oh, well, sorry for Miss Betty's retirement, right? Like, why not ensure that? <laughs> right. I think another angle to this too is, I think a lot of advisors assume, well, annuities are for my clients that you know are going to run out of money or at risk of running out of money. Now, an annuity might help improve 
probability success or Monte Carlo score, but it's also about maintaining lifestyle. You know, nobody wants to have a situation where they're spending less year-to-year basis because all the market's down, so you're not going on vacations for the next two years. That's not a fun conversation. So to that exact point, like to me early on, when you're really getting to know a client, part of that conversation should be heavily on, okay, like when I'm in this financial planning software and I'm checking off that your withdrawal rate or your dollars withdrawn, you will be flexible with them. Like, I mean, what I say here, like, let's be really serious because when the market's in the crapper and you have that vacation, you really wanted to go on. I don't want to at that point hear you say, yeah, but just this one time. Because eventually that'll hurt you. So it's okay if you don't want to give that up, but let's be realistic about it up front. So we set a plan in place, you know, an annuity or what, you know, to that point, like I said, my dad was a retired physician, ER nurse, like they're blue collar salt to the earth people. Like my mom will complain when you drink the nice vodka, Grey Goose is imported, you know, it's still, I'm like, mom, mm-hmm. it's 2022. It's not, it's not that hard to get. Anyways, they don't, they're not. <laughs> trying to blow money on anything. But with that said, and they live in small town USA, no cost of living. But I can tell you, my dad loves his annuities. He always mentions to me when the market's down, well, at least I got those annuities. And he doesn't need them per se, but he's still... So that's where the style comes in. Like It's okay for... If Jeff Bezos feels better about having an annuity, he's allowed to have one. (laughs) Like, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I definitely think there's a preconceived notion of it's only you know, a certain you know, type of client or net worth that's looking at this. No, it's really just about what makes the client comfortable. And also an advisor, what makes you comfortable? If more of those non-discretionary you know, needs are completely planned for with guaranteed income options across social security, across pension, and maybe the annuity, then the rest of the plan becomes a lot easier to be able to manage. Right. And you can be more flexible or be more aggressive. And that has a ton of value. And that's not always something that I think advisors and clients are are thinking about. So it's fantastic to see that you are thinking practically about that to figure out the style of every client. And to that point, this was a real life example of using the RISA tool with a client that I would say for the most part is comfortable with kind of the total return approach. They could fall either in between, you know, more income or not, like kind of more preference based, but they have a ton of their market portfolio concentrated right now. And so if you're going to go the route of I'm good with total return risk, you can't do it and be that concentrated. So like either let's diversify this that you've had a hard time selling type thing, or we need to really look harder at adding some guaranteed income. Because if the CEO of that company decides to make some stupid Facebook post one day, you know, how badly do you want to go on that Florida vacation? You know, is that a risk you want to take? Yeah. There's a lot of risk in that that they got to be comfortable with. And many clients are, you know, the stats are 33% of clients are total return, but there's a whole another two thirds that are interested in some combination out there of being in the market and having income come from a guaranteed source. So I think it's you know great to identify that there. And then, you know, looking big picture, we introduced some new solutions like the fixed index annuity. We've looked at commission-free VOL, of course, but what solutions have maybe stood out or maybe what surprised you of, you know, I didn't know these options were available in terms of working with DPL? Uh, if I'm being honest, the first, not, don't take this as a bad way, Ross, and you're awesome out of the gate even. But what's been most helpful has been that dedicated relationship working, whether it's with you or with Joel. You know, Joel's been awesome yeah. really helping me take whatever findings we kind of find, whether it's through RISA or through the tools on the website 
or emails exchanged back and forth of, hey, here's some ideas, here's some initial observations. He's gone that extra effort, even hopping into like screen sharing and then helping me embed the comparison in the actual right capital. So whatever people use right capital money or whatever, Joel's been nice enough to help me embed that in there. So then I can actually say to a client, not just, hey, here's all this annuity mumbo jumbo, but here's a net number that's showing what the difference would be if you did A versus B. And it kind of makes it for those people a real no brainer. But as far as like the technical tools, because that's how I think of it is like you're getting two things. You're getting a strategic relationship and then you're getting a better platform, basically. I found that that income tool, you know, helpful just to when you're on a call to out of the gate, show somebody a rough idea. Hey, what would a hundred thousand bucks get you or whatever? And even just screen sharing it with them. And when they see that it's coming from results of different carriers and things like that, that to me starts to immediately make them more comfortable because going back to how the whole business model is set up, you can't really give unbiased annuity advice if you're an annuity agent who you only work for Pacific Life. Guess what product you're going to get? Ding, 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 a Pacific Life policy. Nothing against it, but like, how can you possibly get unbiased advice when the people who are paying someone's paycheck you're going to only work with that company? So it's kind of a good way to, I guess, transparently show them, you know, walk the walk a little. Yeah, I've heard this before. Because I think that's where the challenge comes in is like, Mm-hmm. All these things sound great, but our industry's done a great job of saying things that sound great for decades. So like almost yeah. somehow getting them just to taste a little bit of, hey, your experience isn't wrong, nor am I saying you're lying. In fact, the opposite. But like there's a better way. You just got to taste the cookie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I mean, the guaranteed income analysis tool we think is super important and transformative to having a lot of these conversations around income. So encourage everyone to go check that out. If you register at dplfp.com, you can get access to utilizing this tool. And to Andrew's point, you could plug in a dollar amount to see how much cumulative income you can create over a client's you know, remaining lifetime, or you could you know reverse engineer it. You could say, hey, we're looking for 3000 a month in income. What are the options we can look at? How much can we expect to put in as a potential premium and the tool will rank them accordingly. So great to see that you're using the tool. That's why they're there. I mean, we use it internally, of course, but it's meant to be a great tool for advisors because in the past it was what you described. Hey, I'm going to go directly to one insurance carrier and maybe it's the best option or maybe it's not. Or you go to someone who's commission driven and that creates a whole different situation where now you're sending out assets out the door to someone who may have you know good intentions, a good experience with your client, or it could be something quite different. So we want to empower you know, RAs, fiduciaries like yourselves to be able to have those tools and those conversations. Yeah, and it's been awesome. Excellent. Well, Andrew, I really appreciate uh, you coming on the podcast today. I think so many good test cases there and examples of you know, how you found value and how you know, hopefully we're making your life easier as a financial planner. So really excited to see you know, what we accomplished together through 2023. And Andrew, thank you for being a great partner. Always really open to new ideas and, and talk things through. We, of course, appreciate that. So excited for the rest of the year and excited for the you know, listeners to you know, learn about your story here. And uh, we look forward to talking again here soon. But reminding the audience that you can connect with us at dplfp.com and subscribe for more episodes anywhere you listen to podcasts. So Andrew, thanks so much. Thank you all. for listening. To hear more advisor revelations, go to dplfp.com and subscribe on your favorite podcast streaming app.